0: The American truck driver podcast, episode 18. Well, it looks like the Supreme Court has refused to hear the case that OIDA is bringing to try to stop the electronic logging mandate, and uh, the social media world is all fired up. You know, I, I did an episode on this not long ago where we talked about how the, the electronic logs are not the problem. The hours of service are the problem. My first reaction to all of the stories that have hit the wires since the decision came down was, hey, so you're shocked that the federal government ruled in favor of the federal government. So I had the same reaction years ago when uh, the Affordable Health Care Act was ruled constitutional by the Supreme Court, and the Chief Justice, the conservative, supposedly, uh, was the deciding vote. And everybody was just as shocked as they are now. And I, I don't I don't see it any different. You know the Supreme Court is not there for you. The members of Congress are not there for you. They're there for themselves. So what does this mean? I mean, the the federal government, in all its infinite wisdom, and please understand that was a satirical comment. They're not interested in safety. They're interested in power and control. And so this electronic logging mandate is simply about control. And that's an illusion of control because a person can get in a vehicle equipped with an electronic logging device and drive more than 11 hours. And they can drive more than 14 hours. And they can violate the law. The, the electronic logging device is not going to shut your truck down. It's not going to stop you. So just like in every other case where the government says, oh, well, everything's good now. We got you. We're all good. Nothing to see here. We passed a law, so everything's good. So are we to believe now that, uh, well, everybody's going to be on electronic log, so, you know, everything's good? No. Uh, I've been on electronic log since January of 2011. I've driven over my time by a couple of minutes here and there. You know, if it was going to be, you know, five minutes to get me into the truck stop or whatever, then then I did that. Now, I never drove over it more than that. You know, five, maybe seven minutes, but I never crossed 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Yet, I still hauled freight. I still got to sleep, still got to park, still made money. How did that happen? It's what's called trip planning. The one and only thing that electronic logs did to improve me as a driver was it made me plan better. I had to have a plan before I took off, and then I would have a backup plan, and I would have a backup plan for my backup plan. So the market has already corrected most of these problems with uh reserve parking see those of us that are proactive and decide that we're going to uh, take full responsibility for what it is we have to do well you know we make a proper trip plan and then we reserve a parking space if need be and uh we do what we got to do now have there been a few times where it just didn't work out and i ended up parking somewhere that wasn't a truck stop or where i wasn't you know able to get a shower which which honestly let's, let's think about it the only reason you really need to sleep at a truck stop it ain't for the food that's for sure it's to get that shower you know i liked you know i fueled mainly over the last three or four years i fueled mainly at petro's and ta's that's where i got the best fuel discount um so I'd try to find a Petro or TA unless I was somewhere there where there wasn't any, because I wanted to be able to get that shower either before I got went to bed or right after I got up. But but I'm let's list Overdrive Magazine's Facebook page, uh, you know the comments. I'm just gonna this is just going to make for more traffic issues, more parking issues, and many more speeding tickets. Do them so-called smart people not understand that ninety percent of shippers and receiver hours are from five to five? It's hard for the working class people to compete with a government and now judicial system that is in the back pocket of big business and insurance companies. Well, yeah, it's been that way for a long time. The government exists to justify the existence of the government always has and always will this idea that this, you know, uh, the government of the of the people by the people and for the people. Man, it sounds good. It sounds awesome. And I commend the guy that wrote it. Okay, but that's so far from reality and has so, been so far from reality for such a very long time that it's it's almost laughable that we say that, that this government in the United States of America is of, by, and for the people. That's just a load of crap. Okay, but let's, let's just reach over, grab the knob, and let's turn the hysteria down just a touch. Let's go about three clicks, all right? Go with me. Let, one, two, three. Let's turn the hysteria level down just about three clicks and look at the reality. If you are on a paper log, you have 11 hours to drive, and you have 14 hours to get it done. If you are on an electronic logging device, you have 11 hours to drive and 14 hours in which to get it done. I'm pausing for effect. Now Are you Ready? If you live with the illusion that you're somehow safer because you can cheat with a paper log, you need to go have your head examined because you're not. You're not safe. You don't have an advantage. You're not any better off. You're far much, much worse off. See, when... As I said before in the other podcast that I did on this issue, the ELD is not the problem; it's a solution. Do you hear me? The electronic logging device is a solution, not a problem. The problem is the arcane and archaic and ridiculous hours of service that have been around for almost 100 years with one slight tweak along the way. This industry isn't what it was five years ago. Might less, you know, I'm not doing the math, 2017 minus what, 1935. It's been a long time, guys been a long time and it's unchanged. And I think maybe it was Ronald Reagan. I could be wrong on this, but there was somebody that had the quote, might've been Reagan. You know, the closest thing that we're going to get to on earth to eternal life is a government program because they never die. They're never going away. They're usually flawed when they start and they only get worse. I started running legal Before I ever got on an ELD, because I I recognize something happening in our world. okay, and it's it's something that's kind of new to the last 25 or 30 years. And that is the insatiable appetite of of lawyers and safety advocates to put people in jail so that they can say, hey, look how much we care that guy made a mistake or, you know, whatever this person. So we're going to put him in jail and we're going to get all these regulations and we're going to make everything safer. And I got to tell you, I got to be honest here. And this is something that's kind of new for me. And I'm not really sure yet where I'm going in my own mind with this, but okay, let's say somebody's driving down the road in a big truck and they're drunk, right? They're being irresponsible. They're, they're, they're high on some kind of drug, they're, they're, they're drinking, they're doing something uh, that's unsafe, and then they kill someone. Okay, I think it's easy to justify a harsh punishment for that person because through their own reckless uh, behavior, someone else was harmed, but I'm not sure that we should be putting people in prison that made a mistake. It's hard to think about. I mean, I've done it. I mean, you've been driving along. If, you, if you've if you been driving a big truck any amount of time, it doesn't matter what you were looking at the radio or you were checking your map or you're looking for a place to stop, and you look up and then, oh my gosh, and you slam on the brakes because you saw something coming that you, and you weren't paying attention for whatever reason. Something happened, you got distracted, and I'm not going down the cell phone, text messaging, propaganda, I'm just saying... There's lots of things that, that a human being can be distracted by. I, I You could sneeze. I mean, you ever got a sneezing fit? You get four or five of those in a row. Try keeping your eyes open while you're sneezing. So let's say you have an accident, an actual accident. You didn't have malice aforethought. You didn't set out to harm someone. You weren't acting in a you know erratic, dangerous uh, way. You just screwed up and somebody died. I'm just not sure about putting people in prison for that. But see, they find a way. Uh, Truck Safety Coalition, uh, I follow them on social media, even though I'm not allowed to comment because I called them on their crap one day, so they just block me, uh, which that's what they do. Uh, They censor you, and any opposing voice, uh, they shut them down. Same thing with Road Safe America. So truck safety coalition puts this video up and there was a wreck in the northeast and it was tragic it was terrible it was was heartbreaking you know i think there was five people in a car uh, three of them were killed their children were left alive you know harmed but alive and so this whole video this tear-jerking um sad sad video was about these kids telling about their parents and how they'd immigrated to the united states and they were thriving, and they were good people, and they were taken too early because of the actions of a truck driver. Now, of course, they never bothered to tell you what really happened. I mean, all I could find was that the the district attorney said they had witnesses that the driver—it was a female from Georgia, I believe—was was behaving erratically. Well, who knows what that means? You know, I, I, I'm just to the point where I question everything, you know, and so— Maybe this this driver, uh, you know, she did something wrong, obviously, because her truck crossed the center line and hit another vehicle head on. So, you know, she she did not have control of her vehicle. But do we really got to put her in prison? I mean, she killed two people, three people. I think It was two or three people that were killed. Uh, She's got to live with that for the rest of her life. Sometimes I think maybe in these cases that's punishment enough. You know, maybe you don't ever let them drive a big truck again. You know, you take their license or whatever. But, but this insatiable desire that we have to just lock people up. I mean, have you ever looked at what the prison population is in the United States compared to other countries? It's kind of scary. But when you're operating in an environment where you have these people that are hell bent on finding a way to put you in jail. And the easiest way for them to do that is you to be involved in an accident with a paper log in which you have falsified it. You know, telling somebody that you just can't get it done today. They ain't nothing wrong with that. So that that's being that's part of being responsible. Well, when I was with Landstar, and I, and you have such a close relationship to the customer more so than like when than when I was with Swift, you know. I mean, you pulling a Swift truck, they already kind of know you're an idiot, so it doesn't matter. But, you know, you roll up in a Landstar truck, and you, the, the only thing between you and that customer is the Landstar agent themselves. Sometimes you just got to call them up and say, guys, it ain't happening today, you know, for whatever reason. Now, obviously, if if I'm late because I stayed up all night playing video poker at the truck stop, well, oh, that's on me. But sometimes, man, life just happens, and you got to say, you know what? Not going to get it done today. And so I'm going to shut down. I'm going to let my hours reset. And then I'm going to go on. And then if that unthinkable happens, well, I don't, I don't have, you know, one more bullet in the gun for them to pull, aim at my head and pull. You know, so we got to get away from this ludicrous idea that somehow paper logs ha- have you uh, indemnified because you're not. You're not safe. You're not indemnified. You're not protected. You're playing with fire. So, and I'll tell you this: you know, this last couple of weeks that that I've been driving an LTL truck, been driving a day cab, and the truck has a people net log system in it, but 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 because I wasn't dry, uh, working directly for the company, I was kind of a temporary guy that they hired that works for somebody else. They had me running a paper log. Oh, my God, what a nightmare. Oh, the carbon copy and the writing the crap down and the stupid recap. No, 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 no. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. There's there's nothing... There's nothing worse on this planet than a paper log. It sucks because that ELD is incorruptible, as far as they're concerned. I mean, you can play with it a little bit. You got some, you got some, got some things you can do uh, to to maximize your time. It's that it's there. You just you know, it makes a big difference. But here's you know, here's another reality. Okay, so in six years of being on an ELD. There's, I think, twice, twice in six years. The last time was the roughest because I had plans to take my kids. It was a week before my motor blew up. I had plans to take my kids to the NASCAR race in Martinsville, April 2nd, with my best friend. All of our three kids, you know, first time going to a race, we were fired up. Well, I delivered, I took a load that went into Long Island on Friday. Like an idiot, paid great, but gosh, what a fool! I texted the uh, the agent, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, if I ever, ever, I mean ever, if I ever accept a logo going to Long Island on a Friday, would you please slap me? Cause I'm an idiot." So I had like six or eight stops, something like that. A bunch of them in Jersey. Then had to cross the GW, get through that nightmare over on the Long Island. bunch more stops. Well, it just, I mean, it ate my clock up. Well, I had to deadhead. The plan was, the load paid so well, the plan was to deadhead like thirty miles to the house. Get home Saturday, go to bed, get up Sunday morning and drive to Martinsville and go to the race. Well, guess what? I got like 60 miles from the house and, and ran out of time. So I had to park the truck at a truck stop. My wife had to drive, maybe it was 90 miles. It was good ways. She had to drive over an hour to come and get me. Because my alternative was to uh, take my break and then, like, leave the truck stop at 2 in the morning, get home at, like, 4 in the morning, load the kids up in the minivan, go pick up my buddy and drive to Martinsville. And that just seemed like a really, really bad idea. So, yes. But see... Let's keep in mind, it wasn't the ELD that stopped me. It was the hours of service. Was I fatigued? Not really. Was I tired? Huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you spend a couple of days in Jersey and New York. Yeah, you're going to be tired. Was I danger to, you know, the motoring public? No, not at all. I, that day, that Saturday, man, I could have drove that last 60 miles to the house. And, hey, you know, talk to my buddies. You know, we're all chatting about it. Man, i I tell you what I'd do. I'd just jump on that personal conveyance and ride it to the house. I could have. I absolutely could have. And maybe I wouldn't have got in trouble for it. I don't know. I wasn't going to call the log department at Landstar and ask permission. You know, you always ask for forgiveness instead of permission. I got a funny story about Swift sometime I'll tell on that. Um. But, I yes, I could have got to that truck stop where I think, I think it was both out of my 14 and my 70. And I could have just jumped on line five and drove her onto to the house. But, see, here's where the real problem is. Let's say I did that. I'm not tired. I'm not fatigued. I'm not dangerous. There's nothing wrong with my truck. And so I just keep on trucking past OX exit 79 there and keep on going. If two miles later, someone that's drunk, high on seven different drugs, eating a cheeseburger and having sex all at the same time while they're driving, crosses the center line and hits me head on. Guess who's going to jail? Me. That's who. Oh, but, 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 but. No, see, there is no but. There is no but. My 70 was up, period. If I would have kept on going, and we all know, yeah, I probably could have made it. But I'm not willing to put my family's livelihood on the line. Or give the satisfaction to the bureaucrats and and these safety Nazis not going to give them the satisfaction of being another statistic for them to shove in their pocket and say, ah, ha, ha, look, here's another one, you know? So I'm not going to do it. And you shouldn't either. Okay, so now that we've reached over and we've turned the hysteria knob down, let's turn the drama knob down just a couple clicks too. Once you get on an e-log... And write it down. You're getting on an e-log. It's going to happen. When you do, your life's not going to change much. You're going to have to plan better. You are going to have to do that. Okay? You're going to have to have a better plan. You're going to have to split break sometimes. You know, you'll have to take a couple hours in the sleeper while you're waiting to get loaded or unloaded. And then get on down the road a little ways and take that other eight. But you're going to be fine. Okay? Because... You know, if the, the, the one thing that I learned in the month that I spent in that 62-mile-an-hour Swift truck is that I could run 3,000 miles a week real easy in that truck, especially with a lot of drop-and-hook freight. I, I ran 3,100 miles in seven days and still had, like, 15 or 18 hours left. So had they had the freight on that particular occasion, I could have run almost 4,000. When I was with Landstar, I run a bunch of 4,000 mile weeks on an e-log so just stop please stop with, with with all the hysteria can we please stop the hysteria you're you're the, the trucks are not going to be lined up out the out the driveway the the you know the world's not coming to an end uh you are going to run legal though you will run legal it's going to happen or you won't and you get fired or you'll get put in jail. That that's that's how it goes. Now, am I a proponent of putting people in jail? No, absolutely not. Good grief, I'm a libertarian anarchist. I don't believe in that crap. But you have a choice. I mean, you can either you can either do it or not. You know, you can leave the industry in a huff. Um, and of course, I see all these. Oh yeah, well everybody's just going to shut. No, you're not going to shut down. You're not going to do it. We're not going to stick it to the man or to the consumer. We're not going. We're not going to do that either. But I'm not writing my congressman. I'm not calling a phone number. I didn't comment because they don't care what I think. They've never cared what I think. They don't care what you think. I mean, if they think you can vote for them, they might kind of care. Or if you write them a big fat check, you know. They might care, but they don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your way to make a living. They don't care. So stop wasting your time sending these people letters and phone calls. They don't care. Just go out and be the best you can be on a daily basis and survive and thrive in spite of the people, public or private that are trying to get in your way. That's what you got to do. So, I, you know, I'm not tore up about the Supreme Court. Couldn't care less. ELD mandate, whatever. I got on it. I've lived on it. I've made a living with it. Uh, and I was glad to have it, especially in a ridiculous, stupid, screwed up system that we're forced to operate in. The ELDs, you're saving grace, people. You need an ELD and you need a dash cam. That's the two things you need to protect you from the sea of idiots that you're forced to swim in. So I'm sure this episode will fire some people up. So hit me up with some comments and American truck driver at gmail.com. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash an American truck driver. I'm on Twitter at Chris Polk 76. I'm also on Instagram and American truck driver, you know, I I hope to see, you know, a day when we don't have to deal with this kind of stuff. But, you know, it is what it is, you know. So protect yourself. That's all that matters. Protect yourself. Um, And be safe. That's all you can do. Be safe.